What is up? Week three, the sixth man, we here. It's good times. Happy New Year, everyone. How are my GMs doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We good? We good? I'm, I'm feeling exceptional, and I'll tell you why. Just let it play, baby. Everybody, you Philadelphia, 76ers. We could go all day. The Sixers have the best record in the NBA as it stands at six and one. It feels great. And do you know what? Because I don't have a set of teams, this is the only way I can celebrate. So I'm rocking AI, you know, the truth, the man, my, my hero. Um, yeah, that was, that was just me. I'm just feeling myself, you know, I'm feeling my team. My team are, are doing good. We're not going to be talking about Philly, hopefully next week. But yeah, the two divisions we're going to talk about are the Southwest and the Northwest. So a little bit of rivals. We are going to head over to my man. He's actually, he's repping team colours. I like this, this, uh, this process that you're going through and making sure it's strong. So we're starting off strong. Jay Wild, the Atlanta Hawks. Ah, uh-huh. How are Hawks doing? Yeah, doing, uh, yeah they're, they're doing good. They had a good start and tailed off a little bit. Uh, so now we're four and three uh, after the, the four and oh start. I think uh, Ed's bragging uh, of both of our undefeations has, uh, has scuppered the Hawks mojo. And now we, uh, we lose to uh, both Cavs, uh, which every, everybody's losing to, um, <laughs> and, uh, and the Knicks. So, um, you know, Two, and also we had that loss to the Nets, of course, which is a lot more forgivable. Uh, I'm, I'm going to spin it into a positive, though. I think that because we have such a young core, uh, it's actually it's a good thing that we're losing to teams that were predicted to have lesser records than ourselves. Um, you know, you want them to uh, you know, gain some uh, controversy early on so that they, they need to learn and understand that they need to bring it every night. It doesn't matter who you're facing because uh, they could easily have they could easily be you know, on par with the Sixers, which is another team I picked, by the way. Uh, so, who are top, who have the best record in the NBA. Just putting that yeah. out there. In the East Coast as well, I have Sixers who are top, Hawks which eighth, dead middle, and then I have the worst team as the Pistons. So I've, I've covered all bases of my East Coast <laughs> picks. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, yeah, in, in terms of our Hawks, uh, you know, while next... Uh, next few games that we have coming up, we have two Hornets games, um, and so hopefully get our mojo back in those two, and then it it, it heats up a little bit uh, with the 76ers, Suns, Jazz, and Trailblazers. Um, so it's getting interesting. We've shown that we can beat you know high 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 level teams in the, in the nets. Uh, so we definitely got that, but uh, we just need to to get consistent. Um, Razor Rondo won't be back for another three games. Um, we've got a lot of guys uh, averaging in double figures. Uh, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven guys uh, in double digits, which is a really good number. Makes us you know, nice and deep. A lot of ways that we can beat you. A lot of shooters. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not uh, not panic stations, but uh, we just need to tighten up when we're going against these teams that, that we know we're better than. Baldy, a, a point that I want to make in your final two games of this week, you lose to the Knicks and the Cavs. Mm. Both close games, both winnable games. I sense a lack of inexperience with, with closing out in both of those games. 
um, and you fell apart both in the final quarter. What actually happened? Yeah, I mean, it, it was tough. I mean, against Cavs was the the grittiest in terms of taking it because, I mean, John Collins misses a dunk. That isn't to put us up or anything, but it is to put it within one possession. Um, credit to, you know, the young guards of the Cavs. They hit their free throws, um, which, you know, ultimately it wasn't we screwed up and they executed. So, you know, and then, but I mean, Bogdanovich makes a really big three, uh, but that was, he made, he was one of two in two really important three pointers that, uh, that he took. Unfortunately, he didn't make the first one. He made the second one when it was all a little bit too late. Uh, but just, I think the fact that he can even, you know, make and take, take and make those is, uh, is great. He has been my favorite new addition. He's unbelievable. The threes that he makes is great. Every time he takes a shot, I, I feel like it's going in and that, that's really, really good. I also want to give a shout out to Solomon Hill because put some respect <laughs> on his name because uh, we shouted him out when I drafted uh, the Hawks and he's been playing real well. So, know. you know, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving Solomon now. We call him, he's Solo. Who? Solo, it's his nickname. Like how so I announced to Bob Rathburn. It's like, Solo! For three. <laughs> it's oh. so funny, man. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I think it's news to all of us. Um, here's a question. Here's a question for you all. Uh, I know. Well, I'm hoping all of you saw the next game that the Hawks won this week. It was their only one this week? John Collins put in Jaron on a poster, uh, and also you have the second play, the tray off the backboard lob. Which yeah. one was better, guys? Because they were both disgusting, nasty. I think I prefer the Jared Allen one purely because Jared Allen has blocked people like LeBron. He is a really good rim protector. John Collins is small for his position. And I, when it happened, I was like, <laughs> rewind. Like, I <laughs> see that again. So, yeah, I was, that's, that's why that's my favourite. But, yeah, off the backboard is like, that's usually just 2K territory. You rarely see that. Yeah. In, uh, in a game, in a set, set play, wasn't even in fast break. Yeah, it was, it was in traffic. That, like, it's got to be the off the backboard one. You just don't see that. Um, that was seriously impressive. John Collins, yeah, exactly. oh, like, he's been, he's been chasing money at the start of the season. He's, uh, he's been on highlight reels all around. Yeah, absolutely. Also, John Collins, big Chelsea fan, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, You're my. welcome. <laughs> Is he, though? Yeah, he is. Okay. Him, Larry Nance, Josh Hart, big Chelsea fans. True story. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> There's just all over uh, um, just social media. It comes up on my Chelsea feeds on Bleacher. Just saying. Should we, should we stick on the football theme? Uh, there's, there's a certain guy in this chat. He's, he's been a bit nervous. He's a bit on edge. His team's got a big game tonight, semi-final against Manchester Derby. I know. Yeah. How, how are you feeling, Matt? How, how are you feeling to start? On this, feeling uh, confident, feeling confident about my my football team because we are joint top of the league, but also feeling confident with my two NBA teams I'm about to talk, talk about tonight. So it's all good over here. It's all good up north. Well, Matt, I know I was putting people on on blast, and I, I you know I didn't want to leave you out, and I feel like of the common theme of photoshops and all this all this goodness, I think it's only it's only important. Well, it's only 
essential that I should really tell you, you know, or really show you who you really are. And that is the Lancashire Land bit. <laughs> <laughs> so you are certified, my friend. You are certified. Uh, where did you get that picture from? I think only my mum has that downstairs. Like, I, I, have, I have my ways, Matt. That's where he got it from. <laughs> hey, he's yeah. travelling in that tier five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying away from the Mars bars up north. Anyway, let's, you know, we've gone from Pistons. Let's also, let's stick it in the east. The Wizards this week, one of the only teams that we're going to cover this week who actually had a positive record. They went two and one this week. They're two and five overall. Matt, how are you feeling about the Washington Wizards? Yeah, it's an interesting one because obviously we did start off the season by losing the first five games. However, we have won the most recent two and that's all that matters really. Um, but no, um, yeah, like this week, uh, narrow defeat to the Bulls um, just right at the end. Bradley Beal missed like a simple layup to be honest and he just lost control of the ball. That's where the game really came down to. But then, good win against um, Minnesota. Um, nice, comfortable win there. Without Russell Westbrook, and um, that was the first time he'd set out a game this season. Um, but Bradley Beal was great in that game, and then a tasty win against the Nets uh, with both Kyrie and KD missing game-winning shots in the very last few seconds of the game. So um, nice to see a bit of luck going my way for once. <laughs> were we? Were you surprised they missed that? Because also here's another thing: is I really ironically, KD and Kyrie talked about how. You know, Kyrie's on a on a team with somebody he feels he can make the last shot, and they both miss. I wonder if LeBron <laughs> was looking at that like, huh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> I think the Kyrie shot like is one of those. But I think the KD one, I was more surprised with that he missed it. If you actually just look at the that type of jump shot, he's usually going to nail those, isn't he? It, just outside the paint. So the KD one, I was more surprised with. But yeah, it was a tight game, and then um, the Wizards just took it. Do you expect the Wizards to go on a run? I'd say something that's interesting is that um, uh, Rui Hachibora missed the first five, uh, first four games of the season. He had conjunctivitis, and since he's come back, they had the they had the narrow defeat against the Bulls and then the two wins against both Minnesota and the Nets. Um, so, and he's been averaging like fourteen points, which is what he did last season, anyways. So. I, it'd be good if now that he's back in the team, more full strength. Westbrook's obviously a triple double machine. You've got players like Bertons, Bradley Beals, like averaging 30 points. Like it's, there's, there's potential for them to go on a run. The only issue is, is that the next few games are against 76 to, 76ers, and then they play the Celtics in the Heat within 24 hours of each other. So it's, yeah, it's going to be telling next three games, definitely for sure. The Westbrook dynamics. It's a bit strange to me. I don't know how you guys feel. He he drops four consecutive triple doubles and they still haven't won a game. Uh, and then the first game that he doesn't play and they win. I don't know how you guys feel about this. Do you do you think that the Wizards are, are sometimes better without Westbrook? So to clarify, he also so we had back to back games against the Wizards. Russell Westbrook didn't play the second of those back to back. He was resting that game as well, and. I think with Westbrook's triple doubles, it's weird. You don't necessarily notice he's on a tri- on a triple double. It's only when like the content says something, you're like, "Oh shit, he's only two rebounds away from a triple double." I did not know that. So rebounds, I find quite a misleading statistic because I don't care if you get a rebound when there's four of your guys there. It doesn't matter. 
it's getting those rebounds when there's two guys, two opposition around you and you're there by yourself. Those are the sort of rebounds you care about. So I do mm-hmm. feel the whole triple-double stat is quite misleading um, in terms of impact. But not to say that Russell Westbrook still doesn't have an immense impact, but yeah, it's, I don't think the triple-doubles thing is as big as people will say it is, but maybe that's just me being a bit naive. Interesting. Even in, even in the final game, uh, Thomas Bryant picks up 14 rebounds. Uh, and, and Westbrook, he only actually has five, and they win. So I don't know if that's maybe I'm picking at straws here, clutching at straws. I mean, I you got it. I mean, yeah, like I, I think the there is empty calories to it a bit. Um, I think even in his MVP season, uh, there are empty calories to the to those big triple double numbers. Um, I think you mentioned Thomas Bryant. You know, he he thrives off getting assists from Westbrook, like. That's that is somewhere yeah. where Westbrook is really impacting the game, because because Thomas Bryant is one of the young up up and coming centers in the league, and you know I think when he can get twenty and fourteen, they're so much more likely to win. Um, and you kind of mentioned with the rebounds as well as a difficult one for Westbrook. He is a good offensive rebounder. He flies in for some of those, keeps it alive, and it's. It's his decision making when he does that. Okay, I think he gets a rebound. He kicks it out to Bill, and Bill can then nail a shot. That's huge, like especially in the late game situations. Um, but yeah, I think I think don't put too much stock in his stats because he's just kind of everywhere on the court. You know that's who he is. Yeah, I, and just to add to that, I, I just think also. If in games where he's only getting five rebounds, you know, and they end up winning, they don't need him to be averaging a triple-double. But he did it for three seasons straight. Like, we get it. You can do that. But you're in a situation, a new situation now, where you've got a bunch of young guys who you mentioned, Bray, they're, they're really, you know, really thriving off of his passing ability. Also, his rim, his ability to attack the rim in transition, don't worry about grabbing that rebound and going coast to coast. Limit your mileage that you're getting game on game as you're getting older. Just get out on the break, get the outlet pass, either drive to the hoop or, you know, kick down the floor to get them even more assists. So just, I think he needs to lean more into the assist side of things and worrying about getting his rebound numbers up. I think they, they, they benefit more if he's averaging, you know, 14 assists and five rebounds than if he's 10 and 10. Yeah. Like, I, I genuinely 100%. think that. Um, now, obviously, like, it's his... His decision making has always been the thing that we look at. Um, and it's it's if he can, you know, flip that switch to say, all right, I don't need to get 10 rebounds a game. Here's what I need to do to help impact winning um, and, uh, you know, help out guys like uh, the Japanese Michael Jordan, as you mentioned, Rui Hashimura, um, to, to kind of, yeah, to, to get theirs as well. There's one thing Japanese player bar must be low. <laughs> if, if there's if there's one thing our listeners are going to know is who is the Japanese Michael Jordan. You know, <laughs> definitely been dropped more than once. Um, <laughs> so let's stay in that division. Head over to Lamelo Land, and that is the Charlotte Hornets. How how is Michael Jordan's team doing? The roof is deceiving. <laughs> well. I don't know what's going on. First off, I don't know what's going on with the reflection in my forehead, but you could say, like, my forehead's brighter than the Hornets' future right now with the way <laughs> things are going. Um, so, at the moment, we're on a... Hornets are on, like, a losing streak. They've lost three straight. 
struggling against, you know, your team. Yeah, yeah, there it is again. There it is again. So I think at the moment now that we they've, well, we've, I'm going to say we've got a kind of short break from that series. That's what they're looking forward to going forward. Um, like, again, like those two uh, games against the Hornets were a really big struggle for them. Uh, with those big defeats. However, they the Hornets have like shown and proven glimpses of what they're able to do, like with the defeat of the their next game, which ended 104-106 early on. Uh, that was back in December on the 27th, I believe. Yeah, so uh, it's, 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 it's rocky. Uh, not going to lie about that. Um, I'm a bit shaky on at this point, if you go either way or the other. But again, it's the beginning of the season. I'm just hoping that going forward, they can pick it up and go back with it. Like, as a team, like they're still gaining some good stats, especially with Scary Terry out there on the court as well. I'm just going to read out some of the stat lines from Lamelo over the past week. So, against the Mavs, 22-8-5. and mm-hmm. First game against... Philly, he was 13, 4, and 5. And another game against Philly, he was 12, 7, and 9. This is in limited minutes. Um, these are really good stats. How is Lamelo Ball playing? I know his jumper is still ugly as hell. Yeah, so um, as you mentioned, like his jumper uh, still needs a bit of work. Like uh, everyone can see that, I think, especially like straight away at the beginning where it was taking those first few shots, like they, a lot of them look kind of, kind of rocky and people were getting worried. But like, um, I think at this point, like you can see like his position within the team uh, when he's passing the ball and moving around, like his effort and uh, determination is definitely there. You see it all the time um, when he's off the ball on defense, like he's making runs and trying to, throw off um, the ma- his man, basically. Uh, his marking from getting the ball, getting the shots and going for the rebound. So overall, um, I like his passion and the drive, which he's got there to succeed. I really think it's a really good fit. Um, um, I think it's just like the small improvements which they just need to work on. So like, as you've seen, like if you go back to the way he used to play when he was younger, where he would just rush up the court and throw like a long shot off like you see his calculations even though like what um uh Matt Bray said before like right at the beginning in a couple of episodes he's just more like a highlight player even though yeah he's getting those assists and those highlights like he's still doing the other things to help his team get the results which they want or at least trying <laughs> As we, we like to see that. I think he's building a good relationship with Bridges off the bench. I think Devontae Graham is a dead man walking. Yeah. Um, back-to-back games, he shot 2 of 20 uh, mm-hmm. from the field. And this man has really been struggling. He obviously came into his own last year and actually earned the starting spot. But I think it could be a matter of time until Lamelo actually moves into starting lineup. And to be honest, I, you know, I was... I was worried if he was ever going to be able to play defense, but he's, he's playing well. He's playing well. Yeah. Last question I have for you, George. So mm-hmm. it, the only win for the Hornets this week, you play the Mavs. Uh, there's a player on your team called Caleb Martin. He gets into a fight with James Johnson, who I think is a black belt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, multiple, in multiple 
Uh, oh my goodness! In multiple arts. Yes. What, what is he doing? What's um, he doing? Why is he getting in a fight with James? James I James? have no yeah. idea. Because if you go back and look at the footage, like I couldn't even see uh, much of a close-up. But you, you barely see what happened. You just see a push, and then it just spark off. Like, but like you said, it's a good thing they didn't let it go any further. Or like, <laughs> we sending my player back in a ball, like in Space Jam. <laughs> just roll him up and bowl him down. <laughs> I had uh, one player. Out of the way. There's one player I don't want to be fighting is is James Johnson. No Honestly. way in hell. No uh, there way. was a uh, Demar Derozan told a similar story on all the smoke. He was like, my like welcome to the league moment was when. Uh, um, Stephen Jackson was talking shit to someone, like just all kinds of shit. And the guy went to turn around and went to say something back and went, Oh no, it's you, Jack. Oh, we're all right. We're good. We're cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, was like, he was like, What's going on? Like, like, you know, like, I'll be ready to fight this dude, but everyone, everyone knows the rep. They're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like if AJ was talking to a girl, he's like, Yeah, hey, you good. You good. <laughs> Right, let's let's move on to the fourth team in this division, the Southwest. I've been waiting for this all week. Um, this man has been, you know, been giving it all, all of that, uh, all of that uh, last yeah. week. You know, all of that last week. Um, and to be honest, Ed is actually the only person I haven't put on blast. And he said at the end, of yeah, the, I was waiting for last this. week. Okay, here we go. You know, he was oh, I hate when I get compliments. I was like, okay. You don't want compliments. All right. So, you know, so last week, my college team spanked Ed's college team. Not really college team, but his college team can't even compete in our league. <laughs> anyway, we smacked him up 55-20. We're going to speak about this, but the Sixers smacked up the magic, ruined their undefeated record. And I was thinking, hmm, how am I going to get him? So I've come up with a concept, and he's called House of Lascus, but... This week, I'll everyone, everyone, everyone to hold up an L because he is the house of L's. <laughs> right. So I'm going to find a way to get my back at Emily because she's the, she's the one who took that picture. Uh, um, and there's, there's the power card. If you, you know, if you want to... Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Uh, and I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll read yeah. it out. I'll read it out for you. It says, when you've been acting up, everyone starts racing you, which you should. Uh, just use this card and take the L. So I'm just holding up my L. <laughs> um, hey, thank Alex. Tell thank me, you for opening tell me how the magic. Thank you for opening the door for me and allowing me to come at you. So you better watch yourself. What I'm saying. Um, so back to back to important business, Lara. I'm not going to go on too long because I could spend the whole two hours just talking about the magic, but I won't. Um, so overall, we're five and two, which is pretty sick. Uh, second in the whole league. <laughs> Uh, which is pretty good. We won't talk about who's first because they're shit. Um, so a couple of things to know. We we played, last, last game was against Cleveland. And Cleveland, I'm surprised how good they are. Watching them play, it's like, oh, oh gosh. Like Colin Sexton has taken a massive jump. He's like, wow, he, he's really, really yeah. good and just really confident in what he does. Um, but yeah, Cleveland looked quite solid. Um, we beat them which is a nice win considering we just lost to the Thunder. The positive is that we did beat them in the last game we played them, but it was a tough game to the end. 
Uh, we had a couple of shooters missing. So Evan Fournier has got back spasms, which doesn't help us when he is probably our most reliable three-point shooter, which tells you all you need to know if Evan Fournier is your most reliable three-point shooter. Um, Terrence Ross has been on fire in fuego. Yeah. Um, he's he played out of the seven games he's played six of them and in each game he has been fouled in a three-point attempt which is ridiculous that's like James Harden stats he was averaging 20 points a game off the bench and that was giving us a massive boost but like with previous years it's always been the three-point shoot three-point percentage that's been the magic script tonight funny enough last year in the league they were 24th in three-point shooting this year in the league 24th and three-point shooting so i love the consistency at least um <laughs> that is that, that's the bane of the team um before the game against cleveland aaron gordon was 15 percent from the three-point range against cleveland he went six of nine uh from three-point range which it's bob ross baby bob ross um yeah the bob ross um so those are the sort of things that like we're just so reliant on having good three-point shooting like a lot of other teams are but for the magic it's just so evident um the one cool thing about our shooting is that we are leading the league in free throw percentage we're 83 percent, which i think is actually kind of cool um but yeah that's just just my thoughts overall on the magic giving you a quick nutshell of how we're doing so far um will this be sustainable i don't think so i don't think terence ross will continue scoring 20 points a game i would love it if he would but it's a lot to ask for him coming off the bench. And this is what happened to him two years ago. He has periods where he's just absolutely on fire, hitting everything, and then have, have other down periods where he's missing bad shots. But is what it is. Had a random 50-point game, didn't he, in Toronto? Way back yes, in the day. Yeah, super random. Super random game. Um, the win against the Cavs, fewest points the yeah. Magic have allowed all season. And we know Orlando, how good they can be defensively question I want to ask you is about Markel Fultz. Okay, so in the past two games, Fultz has got 12 points on 16 shots. And last night, he had a disgusting dunk. It was very nice. Enjoyed it. Six, six points, five rebounds, eight assists, five turnovers in 31 minutes. The reason I'm bringing him up yep. is because his counterpart, Carl Anthony, comes on 21 minutes, nine points, five rebounds, four assists. Could he surpass him? A couple things. Firstly, uh, selective stats, because you said five turnovers. All those five turnovers came in the first half. So don't try to do this little skip Bayless, trying to do things to fit your agenda, Alex. All right, I'm all over you, all right? Um, he also had five turnovers in all the previous games combined. So don't come at me about Markel. Um, anyway, uh, when you were talking about the Magic's defense, uh, I thought you were actually going to mention Michael Carter-Williams because he actually started the past couple of games um, <laughs> since Fournier's been out and they want to keep Terrence Ross on the bench. So for all you MCW haters, come at me. Um, I thought that's what you were going to go, but we're speaking about faults um, and Cole Anthony. So Cole Anthony has been really, really mature for a rookie point guard coming in. He's made some really good decisions and he's been very assertive with his shot selection and his shot taking um, and going to the rim, which is really, really nice to see. He won't surpass Markel. I think the long-term vision is it will be a two-guard lineup with Markel and um, Cole Anthony. So for now, it's fine. And he helps the bench really well in terms of being a creator. If it's bringing in Ken Birch, doing some nice pick and rolls with him. They had a really nice connection, Ken Birch and Markel and Cole Anthony did. So I really like him coming off the bench, but even if he does start, Will be cool. He works on the bench just fine. He can provide some scoring there alongside Terence Ross. Works. 
yeah, there's some nice good has some nice minutes together in the fourth. Um, I think folks found yep. cold for free, so that was really nice. Um, but it's good maturing his game along. Let's move from Ed, and Ed actually created this next person's nickname. So I've gone ahead, and I've also added to this. I just want to say this is probably this is your peak, you know, peak muscle. You'll see what I mean. There he is, <laughs> Mr. Bray. It's Salt Bray. Bray, you look like you've been in the gym, boy. <laughs> wow. It's a lie. Uh, <laughs> um, let, let's talk about your proper team. And you're wearing their jersey, the Miami Heat, the, the Eastern <laughs> Conference champions. Bray, I, we were joking. Uh, the Bulls are still your team. And, you know, now, you, now you're wearing jerseys. Brian yeah. can't be seeing this. Brian can't see it's fine. the fine. Brian's allowed happening. to see it. Brian's allowed to see it. Like the, the Bulls have, been, have had some very, very lucky games recently, um, I will say. But I'm out here repping the team I'm going to talk about. I've got the Miami jersey on. This is the nicest one. New ones aren't as nice. The new court isn't as nice. So let's not get into that. Bring back the old one. They're trying too hard with it. I can't remember what they called it. I think it was like the... I'm, um, I'm with you. It looks... Yeah, they called uh, it the white the candy floss ones. I'm with you, bro. They're terrible. The headache ones. They're the headache ones. Yeah, they're dead. They're dead. They're like when you go to the cinema and you get like the double slushy cup. And oh. Awful, man. It was, it was so hard to watch. I can't imagine being on defense trying to spot where the players are because I, I, I was trying to watch it. I had no yeah. idea where anyone was. Yeah, it's, uh, no, it's tough. Um, so, yeah, bring back the old stuff. It looked way better. But, um, yeah, they've been, they have been middle of the road. Uh, absolutely middle of the road. They're 500 at the moment, three and three. Uh, they had a series with the Bucks, which they split. Um, and Jimmy Butler's only played in four of their six games. They are still definitely coming up to speed. Their, you know, key players like Bam is going off. He's getting a lot of turnovers, and that's true of the whole team. Their offense really isn't clicking yet. They're not finding the same groove that they did last year, where Hero was on fire. Dragic was on fire, and Jimmy Butler was just doing work. They haven't been able to find it yet. And I think the reason is because they went so far into the offseason, they're still working back, both from a fitness level and also injuries. JB's been banged up, so I can't really have him too much from that. Also, from a consistency standpoint, Tyler Hero is 20, and he's recently been inaugurated with the starting role, not one he had for the entirety of last year. So there's a little bit of adjustment to come there. Um, one of the things I'm a little bit concerned about is defense because they're allowing some of the most three-pointers in the league, which, you know, do or die. Their game, they lost against the Bucks. The Bucks went haywire and shot the lights out of that ball. And it's really just do or die by the three, which I think we're seeing with a lot of teams now and is really deciding a lot more games. So I think they need to... They need to do still need to protect the paint, but they need to run teams off those off the three-point line and make sure that they're forcing some lower efficiency shots there as well. Um, but as a result of the turnovers that I mentioned, they have a bottom five offense. So that brings in, are they a hardened destination? What do the rest of you guys think about that? I mean... <laughs> I, I don't know just how much it shakes up there. I know you said they're having trouble clicking at the moment, but we know that they have it as a unit and they can find it when it needs to be there, you know, come playoff time and when it comes time to win. How much they're willing to give up for Harden and 
you know, if Harden can even fit in that system. The other thing about it is that the Miami Heat are obviously very famous about their conditioning. We've already made a zillion jokes about uh, <laughs> Harden's Santa waistline. Um, <laughs> so, you know, they might just opt to go and get his numbers. Um, yeah, obviously they, they love him. They'll love him on the stat sheet, but, you know, how much they feel like they can, you know, control him is going to be the, the biggest thing for them to tackle with, really. Um, so you know that before they make any move like that, uh, Pat Riley will have a sit down with James and try and feel out, you know, what how, how manageable it's going to be. Um, but, you know, who knows? I mean, every, every championship team, well, most of the great championship teams have one wacky player on it. Whether that player can potentially be your best player, which James Harden would be offensively on that team, uh, I, I don't, you know, he, he would need to be more of a leader, but hey, maybe they just have Jimmy for that. Mm, very true. It's a great point about culture. Miami definitely go after players that fit that mold and they don't want to mess with anybody that um, that isn't a part of it or doesn't want to work their arse off, basically. Yeah. Uh, and I think that... Dion Waiters <laughs> and his gummies got to get him straight out of it. Yeah, yeah I mean... I, yeah, just there. Are, if the, if people show up to training camp out of shape, they turn them away at the door. They don't. They don't allow their players to uh, play back into shape from the beginning of camp. They they make sure their guys take care of themselves over the break. So when they come back, you know the process starts from day one. Whether the cameras are on or off, uh, Miami uh, are all business. How many years from Pat Riley's life will James Harden take by just the, the shape he's in? Like, Pat Riley would just be going crazy at him. Yeah, completely. Uh, Pat Riley's not young either. Like, we, exactly. we need him around for longer. So maybe it is a bad idea. Yeah. Speaking Pat of Riley. age... Oh, well, no, I was just going to say, Eric Spolster's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say. He's like... He's like 50, and he, he looks like younger than me. I'm 25. <laughs> there was that picture of him working as like an intern, and he hasn't changed at all. No, he hasn't changed at all. That's a really cool story. I love that story. And yeah. Another, yeah, another yeah. guy you don't want to mess with, Pat Riley, the godfather. He just, he looks the part, man. He just looks cool. He looks really cool. Let's move. We've, we've just finished the Southwest. And funny enough, the Heat actually just played this team. So we're going to move to this team next. While you're going to be first, going up first again, uh, speaking about my second team, the Oklahoma City Thunder. How oh, yeah. is OKC doing? OKC. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, OKC is the team that was gifted to me by other people's picks within our draft. Um, but, you know, I've... I've been been to their games and seen them seen them live with you when you were in OKC, man. Um, so I like them as a franchise. Obviously, love the whole Russ era. Um, so I've been reunited with Al Horford and Mike Muscala uh, to to pre Musky. forwards Musky. Uh, so yeah, it's, I think um, in all seriousness, the, the key things is uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, uh, yes. I think you know last year. Yeah, he had a nice season. Time all star, isn't he? That's what I heard. Uh, well, hey, if you listen to last week, uh, a lot of people heard that. Um, oh. <laughs> um, you lost that round, though, bud. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, 
so yeah, he's he's averaging uh, eighteen four and six. Uh, I think that's really good for him. And it's really nice to see him come in on the first game and hit a game winner. Um, it really shows well for his like development and attitude because I think in the playoffs last year, he was looking a little bit, um, yeah, he was looking a little bit um, intimidated uh, in that sort of game seven. You know, if he was playing even half as well as he's playing this season in that series, uh, I think, yeah, okay, well, in fact, I know. OKC would have beaten Houston because of how close all those games were. Um, so, you know, it's nice to see him come in with, with the way that he's playing uh, and doing the team really well. Um, Basley, he is in his second year with them. Really nice player. Uh, he's getting some double-doubles for them. Uh, he, yeah, he, he's looking really nice. He, he's quite... Uh, he seems undersized for his position. At, uh, well, he's small forward slash uh, power forward. But, you know, he, he's getting boards. So he's, he's putting in the work. And, you know, if your forwards are getting the boards, then you know he's a good effort guy. You know why, you know why he's getting the boards is because Horford is not doing anything. And you know, <laughs> and do you know how I know? It's because Horford is on my fantasy team because I'm the chump that picked him. But I've also got Baisley. I've also got Baisley. So it's all good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll, you know... <laughs> He's he's doing okay. He's averaging nine. You know, he's gonna be he's gonna be better off in the locker room for them. That's why he's good to have. It's not like hey, it's not like Al Horford was a big thing that they wanted to go for. Um, it, it's this is the start of a rebuild for them. So Al Horford is good to have in the locker room. So these young pieces that they have and all the young pieces they're gonna bring be bringing in with all these draft picks they've accumulated through trades. Um, yeah, he's going to help develop those guys. Um, hopefully, that's going to be a nice relationship moving forward. Which stupid franchise will be will make that decision to give him that contract that they did? Like, what what stupid franchise will see, make such a decision? See, what happened is we wanted Jimmy. <laughs> and Jimmy was like, "I'm not going to do it," and then we just panic. We just panic. We give Al Horford the money. He's on, he's Isn't laughing that, though. Isn't that yeah. team, isn't that the same team six and one right now? Oh, yes, it is. Yes, oh, it is. No, oh, okay. Okay. Say no more, my G. See how we see how we power up. They were tired. They were tired of that. you you talking <laughs> smack. <laughs> Can, Wally, just oh. uh, um, a question on the Hawks. I know that your team and we're basing this off of wins. Do you think that the Thunder are the worst team in the NBA? Uh, hang on. Why, how how come you talked about my Hawks and then talked about worst teams in the NBA? No, I no, I so I spared about the Thunder. Oh, I made you misspoke. Okay, bye. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the Thunder. You did see? Did you I say Hawks. you did say the Hawks? You did Apologies. say Hawks. That's okay. I was just making the sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was testing you, yeah. and you passed. What's <laughs> that one again? Yeah, we we this isn't the Parantic team anymore. We're getting wins now. Um, no, uh, so other fun of the worst team. Uh, I think that they, I think they weirdly were aiming to be uh, with the with the bench that they have, uh, but you know, no, I I don't think they are. I think. 
with the way Shea's playing, I think I'd probably take them over. Well, hey, I'd take them over Detroit, even though I have both those teams right now. So, <laughs> hey, just look at the record and, uh, you know, at least at least OKC, well, far Al Horford, haven't got uh, a bunch of humongous contracts. One word answer from you, just to close this out. Player that gets traded first, George Hill or Al Horford? George Hill. George Hill, interesting. Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? We're about to find out because I'm pretty sure they're going to be making some moves. Sam Presti is known for making good moves. Bar James Harden trade. I know we're going to talk about. Okay, let's, let's move on to a team which has done 500 this week. Got an overall record of four and three. It is the Utah Jazz. Ed, how are you feeling about the Jazz? So in Salt Lake City, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. It's a bit of uh, inconsistency, which feels like a, an ongoing theme for a lot of teams. So the big game to talk about was yesterday. Well, yesterday for us. Uh, I watched the first half, which was Brooklyn, Utah. And my God, did they look bad. This is Brooklyn without Kevin Durant. Um, they were down 20 to 5 within the first six minutes. And that's when Rudy Gobert got benched and well, subbed off. Well, benched is a bit of a harsh word, but he got taken off. And their defense looked dreadful. Jaron Allen was doing everything he wanted. Kyrie Irving was just like willy-nilly going up to the rim. It was just so easy. And I remember when we had a discussion previously about Rudy Gobert, when Jordan sort of checked us and was like, listen, stop comparing him to people. Like, he is what he is. Um, just focus on the positives he can do. And I thought, you know, maybe I was being very harsh on Gobert. But watching that first half, it was really tough watch. The only time he got anything going offensively was a funny little pick and roll him and um, Joe Ingles would do. Joe Ingles would bring the ball forward, set a nice screen, and then Jared Allen just stood there like, okay, I don't know what to do with these two big fellas. And that was the only way he got any offense all of yesterday. Or from the first half that I did watch. The game ended 130 to 96, which tells you a lot of what you need to know. And it was over by the first quarter. Um, the one thing I, I will say is I was hoping for bigger production from Bogdanovich. I really like Bogdanovich, the Utah one. Um, he was injured for them throughout the playoffs. I had him last season in uh, fancy, and he was putting up buckets when Donovan wasn't performing because I had both of them. Um, and Ed, can, definitely... Ed, can I speak? Can I speak about yeah. Bogdanovich? Can I ask yeah, you a question? Yeah. Um, so in the past three games, we've got. Bogdanovich against the Clippers, they win the game. He shoots three of 12, gets six points. The next game, he played the Spurs, he wins. He goes insane. He has 28 points. He shoots 10 of 13. Yep. Last night, four points in 27 minutes. What can he do moving forward to be more consistent? So, it's a good question. Obviously, he just came back from an injury in the playoffs. And what hit the first shot he took... Yesterday was a really nice little bucket. It was like one of those, you'd love to see those old school buckets back against back against a, a basket. Just turn mid-range jumper. So sweet to watch. Um, that was the only sort of tough shot he had. The other of his shots were like open shots where you felt he should have hit. Like in the rhythm of the, the way the ball was moving, like, oh, definitely should shoot there. He would shot, he would miss. That's why I'm not too worried about it overall. He is coming again back into it, um, coming back from an injury. I would say I... I was, I would be worried. However, he did have that breakout game against the Spurs, saying that you know what, he definitely has it in him. He just needs a couple more reps under him. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts on Bogdanovich. Hey, also, want to mention for for Utah in general. Sorry, Alex. They today they'll play another game. They will played six games in eight nights, which it takes 
a massive toll. Like that's a lot of games to play in a week and a bit period. Six games, a lot of games to play. So that's also something else to consider with Utah. Is there one player who will be an X factor for the Jazz moving forward? I saw that Royce O'Neal uh, came in, had a nice game the the other night uh, in the Spurs win. He had eleven eleven five. He's a really a defensive player for them. He doesn't really do much offensive side. Is there anyone that you've seen that maybe that you like on the Jazz side? So outside outside of Bogey, I was going to say I. I... I sort of like the confidence Jordan Clarkson brings to the offense because when he has the ball, he's like, you know, I don't care. I'm going to take the shot. I, I can create some offense. Although sometimes his shooting stats are horrible. If you're just plus minus, he'll be like minus 20. I really like the attitude he does bring to them on offense because sometimes Donovan can be a bit passive. And if but their offense isn't as potent as you potentially would want them to be considering they got some decent scorers. Mike Conley as well, we all know he can score the ball if need be. Um, but I'll leave you in a couple last last points on Utah. Um, they have allowed the third highest percentage three points against them. So only Spurs and one other team have got a worse three points percentage. Like they're shooting at a 40% clip against themselves on three points, which in this, the modern NBA, you can't allow to happen. And funny enough, actually, they are bottom in steals this year, which for a team that's, that's got to go bare and you expect to have a little bit of defensive presence is quite disappointing. So I'll leave you with that for Utah. We'll check back in a couple of weeks. Utah, interesting situation. We're above 500, so we're Gucci, unlike some other teams. <laughs> Sending shots. Let's talk about a team which is below 500. Um, you know what time it is. Let's go to my man, Jord, and his, his own team, the Portland Trailblazers. Jord, I'm so sorry for what happened this week, though, man. How are you feeling? Um, it hurts. I I'll tell you what, I, I see why they call those final shots a dagger, man. It it, it was a true dagger. I How did I you lose you. to the Bulls? <laughs> <laughs> the thing, okay, the thing is now, looking at like the board, right, I'm worried with where my teams are situated with the Bulls as well in the East, because if you look where the Nets are and then the Bulls and my Hornets, like they're, they're quite close. So I'm nervous about that. But anyway, moving on. Back to the Blazers, to the Blazers. So current current record, we're three and four. Um, we're currently on a losing streak of two, thanks to the Bulls and Levine. Um, emotional time. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, you know, these positions are hard to be in because when your teams fight against each other, you can't be happy and you can't be upset. So... Um, <laughs> But yeah, anyway, no, but you, um, can, you can be upset, Joel, because you have loyalties. I do yeah. have loyalties, man. I do you have won loyalties. that damn game. But I also, <laughs> I also want to prove that I wasn't as wacky with choosing the Bulls. Like, imagine if they do make the playoffs. <laughs> but anyway, um, I have imagination. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the SpongeBob, there. Yeah. <laughs> but boy, would I be strolling down the street happy if that happened. <laughs> People in the street um, would be like, oh, do you know why he's happy? He picked the ball. Everyone would know why he would be happy as well. <laughs> uh, tenth in conference, second in division. Sorry, um, take that as you will. But yeah, um, I don't... So the thing is with the Blazers, why uh, I have my feelings with them is that I feel like we're a team who quite often get themselves on the back foot, um, especially like um, during the beginning of the season. It's like we 
take time to like test the waters and then we would take off and make a final push and make the playoffs in that scenario. Um, so in this kind of instance, it's like, yeah, I want us to win the games, especially games where we should win, especially games where we are up by 20 points. But in terms of like the bigger picture um, and being the back foot, um, I'm not as worried. Um, again, with the Blazers team, like I'm, I'm at that point as a fan where I do want us to be reaching for more and not be content with the back foot and making the final push and then um, battling again in the playoffs and using all that energy. So it's just a question of if we're going to change like patterns or rhythms, how we're going to do it. Because now we, like a lot of the players and the coaching staff said, um, we do have that help. We do have those pieces in play which can um, ease the pressure of Lillard and McCollum. But it's, I think it's still a matter of the fact finding a way for them to implement that effectively and move forward in the game. So it just depends on whether they want to or how they're going to move forward with those. The, the biggest pain for the Blazers uh, is your reliance on CJ and Lillard. Definitely, yeah. You've got, you've got Covington and Derek Jones Jr. in the starting lineup. They've hardly done anything. And I know you don't rely on them to, to get a certain amount of points. And, you know, Covington's a really good defender. They just haven't turned up. And you look at the box score and it's like 25, 25, 0, yeah. zero 3. It's, it's so frustrating because if you're a team and you're thinking about okay, well, here's our number one weapon. All they've really got to think of, worry about, because Nurkic hasn't turned up this season, is Dame and yeah. CJ, and you've got Cantor off the bench. Mm -hmm. Pretty easy to guard, if you, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. That's one thing that's really, really annoying. Uh, the thing is, it, it gets to that point in your mind where you think, like, we, I think as a team, we get that stigma and flack, like, um, of, yeah, Lillard, Lillard and CJ aren't working, so you need to move one of them and it's up to you so obviously we're we're in the mindset of no we can make this work we we love them both and they have proven like they can do that and we we're willing to go out and get that help and prove that this will work but um i think from past experiences and past performances okay it gets to that point where we've done this same thing of um running everything through them and let them like kind of take it and take control it gets to the point where you think, um, when are we doing too much of trying to force this situation and it become craziness? Like, I'm trying to think of that saying. What is that saying again, where you keep on doing the same thing over and over again? Expect well, yeah, result? if you keep doing the same thing, you'll get the same result. And yeah, yeah, to tie both your points together, when, you know, Denver last year, when they're in the playoffs, they got the nickname the Comeback Kids. But honestly, with Denver, as you mentioned, being on the back foot and getting themselves in these situations, uh, sorry, with Portland getting themselves in these situations mm -hmm. where it seems like early in the season they're losing and then they have to go on these amazing runs just to make the playoffs. They did that two years in a row. I feel yeah. like they're the originators of the whole comeback kids type of yeah, deal. Yeah, definitely. And it, it ties into what Alex is saying is that when they are your, they're your only two guys, mm. well, it, they yeah, they're managing themselves through the season so that when it comes time for them to win, that's when they really turn it on and they become truly unstoppable. But that's, 
yeah, that can't happen for a whole season. So they just do it mm-hmm. once their back's against the wall. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It gets to the point where they need, I think if they've decided to keep them both and be like, yeah, we're making this work. I think it's at a point where they need to come up with a new game plan around the system, especially with all the new players, which they brought in instead of trying to force them into the position, which we already have, which we have proven in the past, isn't doing enough for us. Yeah. Mm. Let's move from one Western Conference playoff team last year to another move to one of my favorite places in America in Denver with the Nuggets with the Lancashire Lambeer. How are the Western Conference finalists doing this season? Similar story um, to the Wizards in terms of poor starts of the season picked up of late. Um, they were one and four before this week, however. Um, they have won their, their most recent two games. Um, so they're now probably three and four. Um, I must have a shout out. Obviously, Bray's going to speak next, but the Timberwolves, they have gifted me three out of my four wins for my two teams this week. Um, <laughs> yes, so true. many thanks to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, thank you very much for that. <laughs> that is so true. Um, but yeah, so like the defeat against the Suns, again, that was a narrow defeat, um, losing 103 to 106. Um, they were down... 104 to 100 with about seven seconds left. Jokic managed to nail a three-pointer, which gave the chance for another go with about three seconds to go. But unfortunately, Jamal Murray couldn't knock that down. And then, yeah, two um, back-to-back wins against the Timberwolves. Um, First game, winning 124 to 109. Jamal Murray scored 26 points in the first half, um, finishing with 36 uh, by the end of the game. Uh, They actually only led by one point going into the final quarter. But they just blew the Timberwolves away in the final quarter. They scored 41 points uh, to take the victory. And then the second game um, was much tighter. But then Joe Kitch, like, what a man. Mr. Sulko. Yeah. But in this game, not good enough. He only got 35 points, 15 rebounds, and and six assists. So poor with with only getting six assists there from Joe Kitch. Just shocking effort. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) that means he's now only averaging. 24 points, 11.9 rebounds, 11.9 assists so far this season. So Sweet Lord Jesus. Can we, can we stay on the joker? Can we stay on the joker, please? So you, you spoke about his stats. Jokic leads the NBA in assists with 12.8. He also leads the league in turnovers with 5.3, which is nuts. My question to you, Mr. Harris, is can he continue... Will he end up being the assist leader at the end of the season? Can he continue this? There's no reason why it can't be. He proved it in the. He's, he's been on this. He's been in this form for months now, hasn't he? It's not just a spurt at the start of the season. He was like this throughout the whole of the playoffs, and he started the season in the same vein of form. There's absolutely no reason why he can't continue this form. He's playing every game, like and yeah, he's got a good scoring unit around him as well. Like he's got Jamal Murray in his in his side too, so. It's 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 a perfect setup really for him to to yeah go and get that record. Denver loses some pieces off their bench. Uh, it, they've sort of had time adjusting to it. Two players I want to pick out: Jermichael Green and Campazzo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have been following it, but Jermichael Green. Who he play for? Campazzo is a small little point guard. He's had two really good games against the Timberwolves. I don't know if Bray. 
uh, has been tracking this. Uh, 15 points in the first game, and he had 11 points in the next game. Uh, Matt, what do you think about ben, uh, Denver's bench transition this year? Because normally, you know, they have a lot of depth. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is currently out. He hasn't been back for a long time. How are they doing in the second yeah. unit? It's, um, I'm glad you touched on Jermichael Green because I was going to bring him up because obviously they lost Jeremy Grant um, and then they've, Jermichael Green's kind of like a replacement for him and he's on $12 million, le- $12 million less a year than Jeremy Grant and even despite him missing the first four games of the season in the most three recent games off the bench he's averaged 13 points or 62% shooting and he's getting five rebounds like Grant last season got 12 points and 3.5 rebounds a game so it seems to me that obviously this is a small sample size, but it's looking promising. And then yeah, like him and Campazzo off the bench seem to be linking up really well. So it's it's looking really promising. Like despite that one and four start, hopefully they start to build it on now. Do you know what this means? And I think Wildy said it best: never trust a man with two first names. Jeremy Grant, you know, we spoke <laughs> about it last week. Jim Michael Green, we don't have that problem, and he's he's playing really well. That's that interesting stats. So let's let's speak about let's speak about the team that the Nuggets beat back to back times. It's, it's a real dark dark corner heading over in Minnesota, isn't it, Mr. Bray? Yeah, it's the it's it's the dark of night over in Minnesota. Um, there was a reason I didn't pick this team myself. It was left for me at the end. I probably should have done more to avoid this See, team. That's the that's the Ed excuse. Here we go with the Ed excuse. No, 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 no. I mean, this I, is why your teams are losing. You never back your teams. You need to back your teams. <laughs> this is why you're a shit GM. You need to. I'm oh, backing the Knicks all the time. Oh, you see me yeah. wear the wear the blue spicy. and red all the He's time. He's too spicy. Like there's, we should be ganging up on him. He's like all puffed up because the magic of won a few games. No, milk it because I know it's not going to last. I'm just going to milk it whilst I can. Let him have his moment. Let him have his moment. <laughs> I mean, look, you're, you might be right there. The Knicks and the Magic might lose some games soon, but uh, I can tell you what will last, and that is the Timberwolves losing streak because I was looking at their schedule and I could, I was looking going, no, nope, they're better, they're better, they're better, they're better. <laughs> they're, they, are the, they are, in my opinion, the second worst team in the league, uh, only just in front of the Detroit Pistons, and it's just not even close. They are the worst offensive team in the league, you can basically, like, if, if if there's a betting line that's like the team that's playing the Wolves will score more than 120 points, take it in a run. Because every team puts up 120, 130. Like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's worth mentioning, to caveat this, that Cat played in their first two games. They went two and zip, two and zero. They won the first two, and then he dislocates his wrist. Hasn't played since, and they're on a five-game losing streak, which will probably continue. Wouldn't be surprised about definitely double figures, just because they are a seed defensively. And you look at their big names: D'Angelo Russell, not known for being a good defender. They've got a drafted Anthony Edwards, of course. He's a rookie. Rookies are never good defenders. The game is too quick for them. They need time to adjust. Obviously, they can get better, but it's not going to happen for them this year. And uh, who's uh, his name is just escaped me. Who's the guy they just paid loads of money? Beasley. Uh, Malik, Malik Beasley. Beasley. The Malik Beasley show. Who's just putting up loads of shots? Cause the cat's not in. I mean, it's it's dire, dire straits. And <laughs> yeah, nothing good to say on that front. I'm afraid. Uh, Bray, I've just got this ahead of me, like you said, because you just mentioned it. So 
I want you to tell me when the Timberwolves pick up their first win. So you've got Trailblazers. No. Spurs? No. Played them twice. No. Grizzlies? No. Well, maybe, no, maybe Grizzlies. So, maybe Grizzlies. Maybe Grizzlies. Mor- so, uh, wait, Morant's not going to be back. It's too soon, isn't it? No. Too soon. Okay. Maybe the, maybe the Grizzlies. Maybe. Yeah. Yikes. I was, I was going to say, no, no, obviously we're chatting shit, but like, I didn't know that Cap was injured for a little while, has been out, because they, they've got a decent starting five. Like, they've got some talent in that roster. That's why I was like, surprised. I had them quite high up, considering where they are now on my initial draft board, but it seems really surprising how awful the Timberwolves look. Who's their coach? Anyway, is it Saunders? Is it still Saunders? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's someone else. I mean... It, yeah, honestly, it is. It is. Just, oh, Jesus. I mean, look, the, the, it all comes down to they can't defend. Like, teams run riot over them. It's just abysmal. They are dead last in the NBA. If you want to win games, you need to defend. You look at the, the teams who grind out unlikely records are always the ones who grind out unlikely games like nobody likes watching like a 95 to 90 slugfest which is a slugfest nowadays obviously you know yeah. even even 10 years ago you'd be like oh that was a pretty high scoring game but like, yeah. <laughs> like like it's got like offensive players are so talented now like you you do need to to try and first stop to them and obviously with cat I've mentioned that he's not a great defender. He's still like better than what else, whatever else they've got. So if, if, if he's inside, you, you might think twice about it. And with their current lineup, you just, oh, God, <laughs> no. Right, I will say this about the Timberwolves. The, the two games against the Nuggets, they had really good second and third quarter runs. And they were both in those games in the fourth quarter. It's just too much Jokic. Uh, another point I also want to make, Ed talked about how good the starting lineup are. It looks good on paper. You know, last week we were talking about stat lines and someone was saying, oh, well, maybe you should put in a bad stat line to shock. I've got some bad stat lines from last, from last night. So here we go. All right. Nas Reed off the bench. Ten minutes. Two points, two turnovers, five fouls. All right. And it gets worse. Ricky Rubio. 21 minutes, zero points, four rebounds, two assists, five fouls. Nails are the stats. Um, how many turnovers? How many turnovers oh, for Rubio? Numbers. Rubio had. Oh, I didn't check that, but it wasn't. It wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so you're going to look at zero turnovers. Oh, do you know what? he had a good game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you talking about ball the security? Oh, ball security. <laughs> So we're talking about the Nuggets game here, yeah? Yeah, the last, most previous. So, and this is it. It's the fouls. Like, you obviously don't have good defenders. You've got no one who can match up against Jokic or Murray. So you just have to foul them. And, like, put those guys on the line and they'll make you pay. So. Well, damn, Coach Carter, if I can't defend, where am I going to go? Yes, <laughs> this. Probably... So we have broken down Southwest and Northwest. That concludes our first final wrap-up of all 30 teams. Uh, We'll obviously be diving back in. We might do it in a different order. We we might do it in the same order. Check back in. Let's take a quick break and let's go on to Shilchilshat. Welcome back. Favourite time, guys. Everybody's favourite time. Shoot your shot. Number three. Uh, so let's let's talk about the undercard. 
<laughs> that is that is me and Jord. We just spoke about it briefly. So we are going to be discussing the most impressive team so far this year. Matt Bray. Salt Bray is going to be deciding the winner. We both have a minute each. So Bray, can you let us know who's going first? Um, Jord, you're going first. Okay. When do, when, when do I start? When you're starting the clock? Uh, ready when you are, mate. Go. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Go. Let's go. Okay. So, what team am I going for? For the most impressive team, I'll tell you who. Guys, it's okay. Hold on to your cats and raise them up in the air. That's right. Trust the process. I'm talking about 6-1 lead on a full win straight. Best record in the league at the moment. And on top of that, Tobias Harris named Eastern Conference Player of the Week. In his last four outings, he got 20-plus points. 20-plus each game. Okay, now I know what you're thinking. Jordan, you're focusing on the players. You're right. You're right. In the great words of Doc Rivers, an individual honour is usually due to the team's execution. So, let's talk about their execution. First team on defence, baby. First team on defence. That just about does it. That was, uh, that was beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. I see your opponent loving it as well. Listen, I, I can't lose. <laughs> I can't lose. Jordan <laughs> <laughs> was just like a Run. drop of the Debon sauce, man. That was like, oh, oh I can't recover. <laughs> Run, Run the team, bro. All right. Uh, three, two, one. Go. I'm going with the Phoenix Suns. They're currently 5-2 and two near a, ta- a packed Western Conference. So let's start with their defence. Last year, they were 17th in team defence. This year, they're second. Last year, 21st in opponent's three-point field goal percentage. This year, they rank third. They're 20th on points allowed from last season. This year, they're first. They're number one on assists allowed, number one on three-point percentage, and three-pointers allowed. So on the defensive side, you've got Chris Paul, where the experiment is definitely working. You've got Mikel Bridges, who's getting some all-defensive nods. Jay Crowder's a great 3 and D guy. Let's move to offense. Uh, 23rd in turnovers last year, this year 13th. Uh, three points is made. They were 16th last year, and now they're fourth. Uh, they've also beaten the Jazz and the Nuggets on the road. They beat the Mavs at home and dominated the Pelicans. That's why they're the most impressive team. Very nice. That's pretty much perfect on the time front. Uh, a strong argument. A lot of stats there. You're trying to drown me in numbers with the Suns. Uh, however, we are, what, seven games in? Like, ten in some cases? It's really a small sample size. And for that reason, I'm going to have to give it to Jordan the Sixers. So, got to win. One and... <laughs> One and one, baby. One and one. <laughs> Phoenix, Alex, <laughs> stats. You know, you know, Phoenix are bottom in steals this year. They're last in steals. Phoenix are. Surprisingly, uh, listen, listen. All I'm saying is the Chris Paul experiment is working. Yeah, okay? definitely. So you can't so even. Far, so there far, there is no experiment, boys. <laughs> but I, I, I need to convince Bray. I need to convince Bray, you know, he was... Yeah, no, I know. Passion, our boy. <laughs> what experiment? <laughs> Only experiment from Bray, mad scientist, bro. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's move on to... Well, let's move from good teams to disappointing teams. 
the matchup we have is Wardy and Ed, and we have Lancashire Lambert, Mr. Met. Uh, are you doing the timer, Matt? Uh, yeah, I can get the time. Okay, cool. You decide who goes first. They both have a minute, minute each. Let's hear from Ed first. Yes, sir. Right. Uh, I'm I'm just when you're ready, go. Cool. So the most disappointing team is the team with a one and five record who were a playoff team last year. And when you think about most disappointing teams, you get other teams that have got excuses. Maybe they've got an injury. Maybe they've got new players being brought into the team. Uh, maybe they weren't good in the first place. For this team, it's not the case. And that team is the Toronto Raptors. Now, the one thing you can say is they are playing their home games in Tampa. That is one caveat. However, that still doesn't explain a 1-5 record they currently have with the roster they have. This was a championship-winning team. Okay, minus Kawhi Leonard and a couple other pieces. Ibaka came out and Gasol came out, but they were willing to let those go because they felt they had the right internal development within teams. Pascal Siakam just got benched for improper conduct, so leaving the bench early against Boston. That's really disappointing from your from your all-star player or all-NBA player who got paid big. Uh, Kyle Lowry is declining. Fred Van Vliet just got his money and he hasn't been performing to what you would expect. This team has been really disappointing. They had lost twice to the Pelicans this year as well as to the Spurs. Who Time. Aren't... He was getting faster as he was going along. Yeah. I love it. He was like, <laughs> well, I still have more time. <laughs> you, sp you spent about 20 seconds before you told me what team it was. That's what cost you had. Wait, no, wait, we still have another set person. Up picture. You need to set it up. Okay, okay. Right, okay. Person. Let's hear from Wildy then. Wildy, when you're ready. All right. Tell me when I go. Off you go. All right. So I am turning the definition of disappointing on its head, and I'm going with the New York Knicks, as they are a disappointment to every team that plays against them when you usually chalk it up for an easy win. They go, <laughs> they unfortunately are beating everybody. They're four, four and three. Everybody's having a breakout season for some reason. We mentioned him last week. Tom Thibodeau uh, is clearly the difference maker for these young guys. Uh, they're doing very well, even without Obi Topping on the team, because uh, he's out uh, at the moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially with my Hawks, you know, I, I thought we were going to win that game. We didn't. Uh, it's very, very irritating that the Knicks aren't this team that you can just... You can just say, hey, you know, we have a night off. They're, uh, they're making people work this year. In terms of the Raptors, I don't think they're very disappointed. I didn't expect much from them at all with the pieces that they lost, to be honest. I know you picked them, Matt, so uh, <laughs> you don't agree with that point. but I, I will I stop you right there. Your time's up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Before you lay in any more. Lucky time's you. up. <laughs> all right. right. Matt, you were deciding the winner. Who is it going to be going to? I, again, I can't really win because Wildy's just had a big dig at me there. Ed's happy <laughs> because he knows that he's if he if, if I go for the Raptors, then he's won, and then if I go for the Knicks, then he's obviously really happy because Knicks is one of his teams. I, I'm, I can't. gonna I'm gonna go on my Dermot O'Leary here, Matt. We we need an answer. I'm gonna have to push you. I'm gonna have to. I like the interpretation <laughs> of the Knicks being disappointing because they're beating everyone, but I'm just gonna have to agree with Ed. Um, and, the, and the Toronto Raptors. I bet the hand that uh, was potentially feeding me there. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so more wins for, for Ed. Ed beat me last week. And George, you said you're one in one. I'm yeah. still winless. But, you know, you picked Philly, so you really got me there. Uh, <laughs> I thought you set me up by choosing the 
Phoenix Suns. That's what <laughs> yeah. I thought it was. That's what you were planning it's all too along. Easy. It, was too, it was too easy. It's too easy. Shall, <laughs> shall we go on to our, our new segment? Yes, sir. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, new segment. Back to back. How we play this. So everybody is involved. Uh, we have a category. And what it is, people have to name things from that category until there are no people remaining. If somebody refuses to answer, they are obviously eliminated and it passes on to the next person. So with the order for this one, we're going to start with the hostess with the most. This is Alex, followed by myself, then Matt, then Ed, then Jordan, and then Wilding. So we don't have a timer for this. I think if people are taking too long, then, you know, I think the collective just steps in and is like, you're done. So the category we have, briefed on this before, is basketball movies. I will serve and I will go with Coach Carter. Well, very nice. Strong pick. Uh, for the second pick, I'm going to go uh, Space Jam. I'll go up next with Michael J. Fox, Teen Wolf. Um, I'm going to take it whilst it's still here. I'm going to take Light Mike. Thunderstruck. Oh, wow. Ooh. A terrible movie. Yeah. In the first round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to take it off the board for you guys to save yourselves. Me? Yeah. Hoosiers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Good one. Really good one, that. So right. we're back. So we've completed one round, yeah? Yeah, we yeah. one round. All right. He got game. Uh, I'm going to go obscure. I'm going to go with Airbud. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. White men can't jump. Damn it. Ooh, great movie. Um, love and basketball. Um, just right. Are you sure with that? Yeah. yeah, no, no, he is right. He just, oh, he right, he knows it. He doesn't sound Mike, confident. Mike, too. <laughs> Damn it, sir. <laughs> that was my... Back round again. Um, oh, God, I'm struggling now. Glory Road. Yeah, another very good one. Oh, man, I thought we had that. No, we had Hoosiers. Um, uh, oh, it's just, oh, Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew. Oh, no. Soon as I wrote that. This, this one might be a bit rogue, but I'm going to say um, High School Musical. Oh, I love it. I, oh. Yeah. yeah. What? No, 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 no. Is there a way no on... He's right. He's right, but it's annoying. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, if right. he says High School Musical, then I can say Longest Yard, because that features basketball at some point. No, Wait, no, we need to, no, we do need to vote. They had a whole song in High School Musical. We need he's to vote a, on that. They had a whole song in High School Musical about basketball. basketball. Huh? He's the yeah, star I... player on the basketball team, and Adam Sandler, uh, he just he goes there to recruit them for football. You, it's like calling it a golf movie because the warden plays golf at one point. You can't. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I my vote is is Matt is right in saying. Yeah, that. Right. I agree. I second. We move on, Ed. Uh, I've got two. Okay, I'm going to go for blue chips. Of course, my Magic Boys. Ah. Uh... Good man. Amateur. Cubal. The way back. This might be controversial, 
but Space Jam 2. That was my oh, last one. I was going to ask that if we're doing just released as well. Yeah, that, that, that's, that, that's got to be it. Okay, so. No, no I, I got one more. Oh, I've got no more. Um, so whose turn is it? It's Matt's turn. Well, I'll just have to go High School Musical 2 then. No, no we're not no, having that. That we're not having. We can't have that one. You can't have that one. Get out it's of not, town. It's not as big a thing in the in the other ones. I hate to say that I know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it was too easy to to make a joke out on side. I'm glad you said it. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you got anything else? Nah, I'll have to take the other one this one then. All right, you're out, Ed. Oh, we're getting into the dregs now. I think of one that's on like Netflix or like Amazon Prime. Do I have a timer? No, no, we're we're taking away here. I'm gonna call it soon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Shazam, Shazam, Shazam. Wait, is that a basketball that... movie? I don't think it is. Any movie with Shaquille O'Neal was a basketball movie. No, you're out. He's talking about the Shaq one. Fine, fine. Yeah, he's no, but he's already brought up the Shaq one. Oh, it's blue chips. So who's left? You, Jordan, is you? Oh, I mean, who's left in it? In it? Uh, It's it's me, you, Wildy, and Alex. Oh, okay. Um, one on one? Is that one? I. That's a TV yeah. show. No, no, no. no. no, no. Oh, I, I, I changed I change my mind. No, no, Coach no. Coach Carter 2, Return of Ty Crane. Okay, so it's a terrible movie, fantastic actor, Basketball Diaries, oh, starring Leonardo list. DiCaprio. Oh, is it, is it? Wait, who's left? Uh, it's me, you and, me, you and Wildy. Yeah. All right, he's taken that one. I'm gonna go with. It hasn't been said. Semi pro. Oh. oh how can we forget semi pro? Oh, fair, fair play. Yeah, love it. Love it. That's such a great film. I think that maybe. Um. Okay, this might be a bit rogue. I'm gonna go with basketball. Oh fuck. Oh. <laughs> Isn't Sorry. that its own sport? Oh, might be controversial. Think? I mean, it doesn't matter because I got another one. Um, <laughs> um, oh wait, hang on. I might have just forgot it. <laughs> what was it? Um, it. Oh man. Oh, that's time short. Yeah, that's a tough one. I literally just had it. <laughs> no? No, well, that's got to time. You're out. Alex, it's me and you. Um, I'm struggling here. What have you got? Above the rim. Oh! Oh, I fucking just uh, remembered mine as well. Whatever. Um... Was it above the rim? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so annoying. I'm trying to remember. I was thinking maybe the I can't remember the name of it. The one starring Amy Schumer. It's got LeBron in it, but that's not really a basketball film. Train wrecked. It's not. Yeah, a it's not a basketball movie. film. Uh, and the only other film that I can actually think of is that terrible Coach Carter remake with Ben Affleck. 
um, is you basically what it is. I can't remember already, the name of it. Already said it. What was it called? I watched it on the plane. It's called The Way Back. It's called The Way Back. Oh, yeah, I've got nothing else other than that. So, Alex, Go on, Alex. You, are, you are the champion. Um, have you got any more? I've got two. Because uh, Matt went on the basketball thing, I was going to say John Tucker must die because there's so much basketball in that. He does a front flip and a dunk and he's wearing these spokes. <laughs> it's not that type of movie. Uh, and there's also Heaven is a Playground, which uh, my man Foley linked to me. Uh, it's got Hakeem Olajuwon in the movie. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, it's a very obscure movie. Uh, those are my two. Wildy, what was yours? There's, so there's also Hoop Dreams. Oh, my God. There's the um, Stefan Marbury documentary. It just came out. There's also... No, yeah, documentary oh. stuff. What? Surely? No, we don't have a comic. The other ones I just have the last dance in here. Episode one. Yeah. Episode yeah, two. Episode no, three. that's a TV series. <laughs> I don't think there was enough rules for this game, guys. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Hoop Dreams is amazing. Don't yeah, is, even tell is, me that's is, not a basketball movie. What other, that's, that's a did, you have any others? did you have any others, Wadi? There's one more, which, again, every time I had it, uh, I freaking forgot. Uh, Whilst you think, what was the one with um, Kevin Garnett and Adam Sandler? No, that's uh, yeah. that's Uncut Gems, yeah. 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 Oh, okay, I don't know. Oh, okay. No, I mean, again, controversial, but uh, Grown Ups? Oh yeah. Mm, no. The climax no. of the movie is no. a basketball game. Can you tell the plot of the, That's the movie without mentioning no, basketball? How dare you? <laughs> What's happened? Sorry, Ed? Can you mention the plot of the movie without saying the word basketball? Yeah. Because in a high school musical, you sort of have to say that, oh, he's choosing whether okay, he wants to so play basketball and... or go to... Uni. Okay, so the main arc of the movie, if you consider Adam Sandler as the main character, it starts off with him and his house, and his kids are just like spoiled brats, and they're like just playing video games. He's trying to connect with them, but they don't get it. They then move to this cabin. They obviously it's a whole family thing, and the kids find out that they used to play basketball, and that Adam's pretty good at it. So they figure out, oh hey, their dad's actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then the result of the end scene is a basketball match between all the grown-ups and their childhood and uh, nemesis. The opening scene is a basketball game, and then the and then after the five-on-five, there's a two-on-two between Adam Sandler and his son and the main bad guy and his son. And so it's about him connecting with family, and it happens through basketball and other outdoor activities. Because basketball is the main one. All you listeners out there, if you want to watch grown-ups. There's your answer. <laughs> oh, that was a that was a real. The amount of people are thinking, ah, oh, spoilers. Adam <laughs> movies don't have spoilers. <laughs> they just you just turn it on and there's there's just sketches. There he is. That was a, that was a that was a tangent, a very impassioned plea, but I I still disagree. I still disagree. Oh well, oh. take basketball you hold your out of that movie and it doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm actually. Oh, I can't believe it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you know it's over. We'll do another category if you guys are fans of back to back. I think we we should come up with some you know maybe some rules around here. But we did as a as a as a team. We did really well. Very proud. Yeah, of We got all the good ones. We got all the good ones. Yeah. 
Yeah, and some really bad ones like Thunderstruck. <laughs> Thanks, George. Hey, Thunderstruck is a classic. <laughs> George, you you can leave the meeting. Right so back to back done. I think I think we're pretty much wrapped up for this week. So I want to thank all my GMs. Week three is done. Philly on top. Let's see if they're on top next week. Probably not. Let's see, if, three. let's see if Tobias wins his second uh, player of the week next week. It's not going to happen. But yeah, so this is over and out from your sixth man. And let's see all your mofos next week. Peace. Ciao, ciao.